When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. And with the dulcet musical tones of Sharon B, we're back with another Mutual Presents, where we get to sample some of the awesome offerings of the Mutual Audio Network YouTube channel, which features daily drops from classic old-time radio drama from the Mutual Broadcasting System, our spiritual forefather. And now, also featuring MadCon 2021 Virtual Conference. You'll see every session from MadCon show up there shortly. As for today, I've had a lot of letdown that's kind of normal after a conference, and I'm in need of a lift. So it's time to check out The Adventures of Maisie, released every Friday. This week, it's Maisie's debut episodes with Department Store Girl and Effie and the Professor. So let's wind back those clocks and tune in now. Hiya, babe. Say, how about... Ouch! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Ann Southern. You all remember Metro-Golden-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. Now, in just a moment, you'll hear Maisie and Radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen, Ann Southern. But first, your announcer. like the man said. Maisie Revere, a hard-working girl whose hardest work is finding work. But luckily, I landed a job last week. Sales girl in one of the town's swankiest department stores. I've only been working at the store for seven days. And so far, I've had a perfect record. I've been late coming to work every day. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll be able to get there on time as soon as I get enough money to take my alarm clock out of half. Oh, gosh. 9.10 now, and I'd better hurry that floor walker. Mr. Drinkwater has an eye like an eagle. 
Out of my way, everybody. Out of my way. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh I'm terribly oh. sorry. Well, heavens to Betsy. Don't just stand there and gape, you silly you. Oh, help me up. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Drinkwater. There. Oh, oh. What's the matter, Mr. Drinkwater? Did you break a leg or an arm? Oh, more horrible than that. My carnation. It's in shreds. Oh, and without one in your buttonhole, you're practically a civilian, aren't you? <laughs> Miss Revere. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mr. Drinkwater. Buy yourself another carnation and take it out of my salary. Your salary? Oh, there ain't that much left in it. Uh, hardly, Miss Revere. Mm. In the short period of time you've been with our organization, you have been a regular butterfinger. Oh. Every department to which you've been transferred, you've managed to break something. It won't happen again, Mr. Drinkwater. It had better not, Miss Revere. Oh. But we can't afford to fire you because you're so much in our debt. And we can't take the chance of putting you in another department where you can cause further breakage. Say, I really got the company over a barrel, ain't I? <laughs> and I hate to burst your beautiful um, bubble, Your Majesty. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have conjured up a way to avail ourselves of your services. Mm -hmm. Will you please step into my office? Uh-huh, if I have to. All right. What's the catch? The catch. When you're bitten by a dog, you don't feed him liver, Mr. Drinkwater. I understand, Miss Revere. But you may banish your fears. You see, the reason I have chosen you for this special job mm -hmm. is because, well, uh, the requirements are rather unusual. How unusual? Well, you see, you have exactly the right figure. The perfect, uh, um, oh, everything. Oh, I'm absolutely certain you do. Do what, Mr. Drinkwater? Well, I mean, uh, your figure and your coloring. They're practically an exact duplicate of Miss Trent. Is that good? Uh, Peter Drake Honeycutt III seems to think so. <laughs> oh, you mean Peter Drake Honeycutt, the rich society playboy that's always giving Link and limousines to chorus girls? Uh, yes. yes. Uh -huh. You see, Miss Revere, Mr. Honeycutt is marrying Miss Amanda Trent next week. Well, imagine that. Yes, she's a society girl from Los Angeles, mm. and we have been commissioned by the bride-to-be to create her complete wedding ensemble. Oh, well, how nice. Now, Miss Trent yes. happens to be a very busy young lady and insists that each flounce and ruffle of her wedding gown fits just perfectly. So you want to use my torso for her trousseau, huh? I abhor your organic way of putting it, Miss Revere. But that's it exactly. You report it once to our Miss Fogel, head seamstress in our bride beautiful salon. <laughs> okay, Mr. Pinkwater, and thanks. Uh, don't mention it. Gee, I've always wanted to wear a wedding gown, but I guess this is as close as I'll ever get to it. Terribly sorry, Maisie. Did I stick you again? Yes, Miss Vogel. Shall we try our darns from now on to get this fitting finished with just every other pin in my epidermis? Oh, I can't help it, Maisie. I'm so nervous. Oh. Miss Trent's wedding is just a week off, and this wedding on has to be just perfect. She has a terrible temper. And if every stitch isn't just right, she'll raise the roof, and I'll be fired, and I've got an old mother to support. Jobs aren't easy to get. Ah, oh, forget it, kid. I know how much this means to you, and the pins don't really bother me. Some of them might stuck in very deep, you know. Oh, there you are, Maisie. Finish. <laughs> now, turn around slowly. All right. Oh, Maisie. You know, you'd make a beautiful bride. Really? You know, I'm thinking of getting married. You are, Maisie? When? Constantly. Oh, there. That's better. Now, walk like you're coming down the church aisle. Sure. You know, when I was on the stage... I had rich millionaires like Peter Drake, Honeycutt, Dooley about me, too. But I kept saying to myself, Maisie, you don't want to marry for money. You want to marry for love. Uh-huh. 
And if you say that to yourself long enough, after a while you get to believe it. Yeah. Hmm. I guess you do. Now, turn around and come towards me, maybe, please. Sure. Then I'd say to myself, maybe rich people are as nice as poor people. After all, what are rich people? Just poor people with money. You know, I've met some nice rich people. They're not all like that, Miss Trent. Hmm. Maisie, don't you think that neckline is a little too uh, daring? Oh, not for me, honey. But after all, I'm not Amanda Trent. Well, you could have fooled me, Maisie. When you came in for the fittings this morning, I almost called you Miss Trent. You mean I look like it? Enough to be a twin. Oh. Wait, I'll show you. There's a picture of Miss Trent in the society column of today's paper. Oh, here she is, Maisie. Gosh, she sure looks like you. Yeah, let me see. Hmm? Ah. Well, she certainly should look like me. That is Daisy Revere. You mean your sister? I mean, in Vaudeville, I had a song, dance, and witty patter act called the Revere Sisters. The original Daisy got married, so I teamed up with this Tilly Floor. Tilly Floor? Yeah. That was this Daisy's name before she became Daisy Revere, before she became Amanda Trenton, before she became a society girl from Los Angeles. Now she's going to be Mrs. Peter Drake Honeycutt. See, she's sure been called a lot of names. Yeah. And if I know Daisy, she deserves every name she's been called. You don't like her, then? Like I like snakes, honey. That two-time and tinnied soprano ran out in the act in Toledo and took my entire wardrobe with her. And gosh, that sure was a pretty dress. Are we decent, girls? Some of us are, some of us ain't. Oh, I just cannot wait to feast my eyes. <gasps> oh, it's poetry, Miss Vogel. It's sheer, sheer poetry. Oh, thank you, Mr. Drinkwater. Well, Miss Vogel did it all by herself, Mr. Drinkwater. Don't you think she deserves a raise? A raise? <clears throat> he don't think. And Miss Trent is waiting in the lounge to see her wedding gown, Miss Revere. And I'm just certain her eyes will burst out of her head when she sees you. You ain't just beating your chops, mister. What was that, Mrs. Fair? Uh, she said she couldn't beat this gown if she went to other shops. Uh, no, I didn't. I was oh, just going to tell her. Mr. Drinkwater, have you noticed the striking resemblance between Miss Revere and Miss Trent? Uh, well, yes, yes. The resemblance to Miss Trent is remarkable. Oh, it's nothing. Yes, it's remarkable indeed, Miss Revere. Why, you could be taken for sister. No, thanks, Mr. Drinkwater. I was already taken by her once in Toledo. Uh, Maisie, uh, Miss Trent is waiting. You'd better get... You know Miss Trent, Miss Revere? Like a book, Mr. Drinkwater, like a book. And I'm just dying to meet the little louse. Maisie. Ah, uh, Los Angeles debutante again. <laughs> that was a relief. What is a relief, Miss Fogel? That Maisie and Miss Trent know each other. She might not be so, so difficult with a friend. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, now Miss Revere, perhaps you'd better model the gown for Miss Trent alone in the customer's booth. Oh, she has a fiery temper, you know. Simply detest the things. Simply detest them. Yeah. She always was the detestable type. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Now, you go right ahead and get on the good side of her. Well, it won't be easy. What makes you say that? I don't think she has a good side. Yes? Whom is there? Whom? <laughs> Why, just me, Miss Trent. A poor little hard-working girl who's been given the honor of modeling your lovely wedding gown. Oh, come in. Why, it's beautiful. Oh. Hi. Oh. That's right. Oh, hi, oh, as in Toledo, remember? That's insolent. I have never visited Toledo, mate. Uh, I mean, miss. <laughs> Don't strain your accent, honey. I won't give you away. You couldn't possibly, my dear. You see, even if you know me, 
switch you down. Uh, I... Will you? Thought I did, darling. But people do make mistakes. I made one in Toledo. I left my suitcase unlocked. Well, some people are careless and they lose things. But some other people aren't careless. About uh, things or husbands to be? Both. Yes? Yes, little Mary was there. Maybe come in. Yes, we're just dying to see how you like my, I mean, our, I mean, your wedding gown. Oh, just a minute. Stop modeling, Maisie. That's what you're being paid for. Oh, certainly, Your Highness. And may I wish you and your sucker to be a long life. That's thank you. <laughs> I know being married to you, it may not be a long life for the husband, but it'll certainly seem like it to him. Now, just a minute, you silly. Mr. Drinkwater, I demand, I demand that you discard this, this peasant immediately. Yes, but Miss Drinkwater... you can't do that to her, Miss Fuller. Just for opening your big trap, you little dried-up old mouse, you're through, too. Mr. Drinkwater. Yes, yes, anything you say. Now, wait a minute, Tilly, you can't do that to Miss Fogel. Another word and I shall cancel my entire trousseau. As a matter of fact, I'm going elsewhere to have it made. Miss Miss Trent, now wait, but don't I mean that. Oh, Mother told me there'd be days I said, Oh, Miss Trent, wait, we have other seamstresses. Well, maybe. Yeah, I know. Looks like we're both out of a job. Oh, I'm used to it, honey. It's you, you've got a mother to support. Now, look, I made you lose this job, and I'm going to get it back for you. You are? How? 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 Well, there's only one way to do it. One way? What's that? I don't know. I haven't thought of it yet. The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment. Get Tommy driving me home in your truck. I don't know how to thank you. Oh, there are ways. Oh. How far do you go, Maisie? Just as far as thank you. And you might as well use both hands on the wheel. Okay, gorgeous. No harm trying, I always say. What do you always say? <laughs> I always say keep your eyes on the road. The Bonton department store wouldn't like you to smash one of the snazziest delivery trucks just to save car fare for an ex-employee. Well, let them not like it. They only own truck driver Tommy Wilson from 9 to 12 and from 1 to 5.30. Before, between, and after, Thomas J. Wilson belongs to the theater. Only the American theater hasn't found it out yet. Oh, don't you worry, Tommy. You just keep on with that little amateur group of yours. Get yourself lots of experience. Well, nobody can say I'm not getting experience with my little theater group. I've played everything from a banker to a Texas oil millionaire. Mm, so is Daisy. Oh, forget about what that drip did to you, Maisie. You'll get another job. Yeah, but what about poor Miss Vogel with an old mother to support? Oh, that Daisy. I'm so mad I like to pull that blonde hair out of her head by its black roots. Oh, but huh? now Tommy, that little dog and that man, too. Oh, that crazy jerk. Oh. Is he? Are they? Did you? No, Maisie, you can open your eyes now. He, he saved the dog? Yeah, what a flying tackle right <sighs> from the curb. 
What's the matter, hero? Don't you like living? Not particularly, darling. Darling. Now, don't get wolfy, bub. Just because you saved little Fido from becoming part of my radiator. Yeah, you're sure fresh for a man that almost got killed. Almost doesn't quite do it, darling. Would you like your friend to back up and try again, Amanda? Amanda? Mm-hmm. Look, bub, I'm not... Yes, my dear, but you soon will. Now, wait a minute, whoever you are. This girl is a friend of mine. Oh, I have no objection to that. Well, that's darn sweet of you. You may have all the uh, friends you want, darling, but I insist that you postpone your amorous meanderings until you're Mrs. Peter Drake Hunnicutt. The third? No, the ex. Oh. You're the fellow she's going to marry? Yes. Oh. But have no fears, my friend. All I ask is that you exercise a little uh, restraint. Only until after the divorce, of course. I will not have my family subjected to any more humiliation than is absolutely necessary. Look, Petey, you and me ain't getting married. You mean you're not going to hold me? To... I don't know about Amanda, but I'm not Pete. My name happens to be Maisie. Ain't it, Tommy? That's right, Mr. Honeycutt. Maisie Revere. Yeah. But, but the resemblance. You've got her hair, her eyes, her face. Oh, that's all right, mister. She's got a couple of things on mine, too. Oh, then you know Amanda. Yeah, I know it. Why don't you want to marry her? I thought you said you know Amanda. That answers the question. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Honeycutt, I wish I could help you. Hey, Maisie, I thought you don't like millionaires. Yeah, but he's different. Ordinary millionaires wouldn't risk their lives to save a little homeless mongrel. You really deserve a break, Pete. Thanks, Maisie. And Amanda is just the one who's going to break me. I wish there was something I could do, Pete. Well, Tommy, you could drive me downtown if it isn't out of your way. Sure, hop in. Hey. <laughs> I've got to meet my bride-to-be and take her to lunch. Yeah, I know a swell place. It's swanky. Mr. Boy. Yeah, the cocktails are good there, too. Yeah. Oh, Amanda goes for that. They wouldn't put arsenic in by any chance, would they? Sure, but they charge extra. <laughs> Mr. Boy isn't out of our way, Tommy. No. I've got to drop by the playhouse to try on my wardrobe. In tonight's drama, Tommy Wilson becomes the Maharaja of Japurtha. Tommy's an actor, you know. An actor? Mm-hmm. But this truck... Oh, I just drive this for fun. For fun? Yeah, I get a big kick out of eating. <laughs> oh, I see. And you, Maisie, what do you do? Oh, me? I'm retired. I have a private income. A private income? Yep. Every week, my solicitors hand me an unemployment check. Oh, <laughs> oh no job. No, your fiancé just unjobbed me. Well, perhaps I could help. Of course, I, I don't know how you feel about accepting help from a stranger. We wouldn't think of it, friend. Uh, well, I do have some rather close acquaintances in the business world. Uh, Maisie, uh, how much would you work for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy, one of my best friends is a theatrical producer. And I'm almost certain... Would you care to put that in writing? Uh, frankly, no. That's what got me into the particular little marital mess I'm in. Oh, that's it. You wrote letters to date. I mean, Amanda. That I did. Were they the kind that... Uh... That they were. Mm. So that's what Sister Daisy meant when she said nothing could stop her. She's got you over a barrel. Maybe I should feel flattered that dear little Amanda chose me for her groom. She has equally, uh, uh, letters from dukes, earls, and I dare say several assorted ex-kings. Yeah. I remember little Goldilocks always had a yen for royalty. Say, I'll bet she'd throw you over like that, Pete, if she had a chance to be a lady something or other. A something or other she is now. A lady she'll never be. Tommy, that's it, Maisie. I said something? Did he, Maisie? Well, it's a long shot, but I think I know that Amanda. She wants to have her cake unless yours is better. Pete, we're going to be at the Savoy for lunch, too. 
Who's we? You and me. Can you borrow it? Borrow what? Oh, don't fight me. That costume of the Maharaja, you know, that, that place that sounds like something spelled sideways. You mean Japertha? Yeah, that's it. Tommy, get into that Hindu costume with all the trimmings and meet me at the Savoy. But what? Who? How? When? Oh, so many questions. I'll explain the whole thing as I think of it. Step on it, Tommy. I don't know what's up your sleeve, but I want to thank you, Miss... Uh, <laughs> Just uh... call me Rita Hayworth. Is Madame ready to order her lunch now? Oh, quite right. I'll have some of this chili jubilee, crepe suzette, beef saltone, and a little Neapolitan. Madame wants four desserts. Well, why not? The Maharaja can afford it. Can't you, Maha? Aha. Ah. Uh, very well. And what will uh, His Highness have? Junto luku chapa tisu elewandu isaras anto. Yes, Your Highness. Well, he's gone, Maisie. Have they noticed us yet? No. Amanda and Peter are too busy sneering at each other <laughs> to look around. Hey, this is serious <laughs> business, Maisie. What are you giggling at? Back a little, Tommy. That feather in your turban is tickling my nose. <laughs> Tommy, quick. Quick what? Amanda's looking over here. She's just in it. Make with some dialogue. She's supposed to think we're all wrapped up in each other. Yeah, but what do I say? Oh, it makes no difference. As long as it looks like you're being very attentive. Come on, say something, anything. Uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Maisie. Yes, Ma. Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Oh, Your Highness, you're so romantic. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. Keep going, Tommy. She's looking at it. Good, good. Ah, uh, uh, my darling. R, S, T, U, V. Ah, my Raja, U, V, W, S. Possible, Peter. What doesn't seem possible, my little vulture? That Indian prince or something. Seems so vitally wrapped up in the conversation of that girl over there. Perhaps it's love, my dear. Love? You've heard of the word, Amanda. Some people use that as an excuse to get married. Vulgar, isn't it? Be as vitriolic as you like, Mr. Moneybags. Remember, I still have the letters. Right here, next to my heart. What heart? Oh, I don't know. I imagine I could be quite warm and vibrant for the right man. Like, for instance, uh, the Maharaja of Japurtha there? You mean they... I mean, that girl is latched onto a real Maharaja. One of the richest potentates in India, reputed to be worth some three or four hundred million. Three or four hundred million? Oh, I'll be back, Peter. I hope not, darling. Not more than I, darling. Just going to part of my nose. A little shy. There she goes, Tommy. Heading for the powder room. I'm going to powder my nose, too. Yeah, but I don't see how you... Wish me luck, Tommy. You need luck to powder your nose? Oh, never mind. Don't go away now, Maha. But, Maisie, my delivery truck. I've got a job to well, do. Well, so have I. And this is one kind of work I really love. Well, look at isn't Maisie Revere. Imagine meeting you here. Oh, why, Chili? I mean, Daisy. I mean, Amanda. Imagine finding all three of you here in the powder room. <laughs> oh, darn, I forgot my compact. Well, here, darling. Use mine. Well, thanks. I'm so sorry about making you lose your job, Maisie, darling. But you seem to be doing all right, forgot it. Oh, you've seen Ugg. Ugg. Yeah, that's Indian for Maharaja. <laughs> Nice little compact, this, honey. Huh? 
my fiancé gave it to me. You may have it if you like. Oh, well, no, thanks. My fiancé, the Maharaja, doesn't like me to accept diamonds and stuff like that from anybody but him. He gives you these things often? Oh, we'd better or else. Or else? You mean you've got him trained? No, just worried. Mm. <laughs> You're smarter than I thought, Maisie, honey. Well, I had a good teacher, honey. It was from you I learned that the pen is mightier than the sword, remember? Letters, man. Yes, days. Perfumed ones, too. Here, smell. Oh, sure smells expensive. I envy you, honey. What for? You've got expensive letters, too. Written in English. And that's Peter Hunnicott. Mmm. Yum, yum. Oh, that Maharaja of yours ain't no William Bendix. Yeah. But he insists we live in India, in one of his palaces. One of them? You drive a Cadillac and poor me. An elephant. Oh, gosh, that sure is romantic. I love elephants. You get a better trade-in on a Cadillac. Well, you ain't got no kick coming, Maisie. I'd change places with you like that. We could. Oh, we couldn't do that. Could we? Well, no, we couldn't. I guess. No, we couldn't, I guess. Well, I'm just stuck with that 300 million in romantic, mysterious India. May. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot in common. Mm-hmm. We both look enough alike to be taken for twins. Yeah. And if I dressed like you and you dressed like me, nobody would know the difference. Especially our fiancé. And even if they smelled a rat. Like us. They'd have to go through with the marriage. Or be disgraced. Because your letters from the Maharaja. And yours from the Playboy. Wouldn't look nice and thin. And you'd wind up with Elephant Boy. And you'd just Cadillac Boy. Yeah. Ah. Nasty little connivers, ain't we? Yeah. <laughs> but I'll stay in love and war. Here's your letters, Mrs. Peter Drake Honeycock, the thief. And here's yours, Mrs. Maha. I'll never, never forget you for this. I'll bet you won't, honey. I'll bet you won't. Maharaj, it's all over. Amanda can't get hold of you now. That's right, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> Maisie, I'll never forget the look on Amanda's face when the waiter brought the check. <laughs> yeah, for $42. <laughs> she turned as white as the tablecloth when I handed the check to her and said, pay this, honey, I'll wait for you outside in my delivery truck. <laughs> yeah. And when she came to and found nothing but a pawn ticket and 12 cents in my purse, did she holler blue murder? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be sorry for her, Maisie, but I can't. Well, Pete, you and she are washed up. Well, maybe Peter's washed up, but the princess won't be washed up for a long time. What do you mean? Well, forty-two dollars is an awful lot of dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment, we shall return to the adventures of Maisie. Meanwhile, a word from your announcer.
once again, here's Maisie. Well, I turned the tables on that money Mad used to be singing partner of mine. Now that it's all over, I wonder if she learned her lesson. Probably not, though. It's a funny thing. Some people think that money can buy anything. It's the way I look at it. A boy and a girl don't need a lot of this stuff. You can buy all the happiness you want for $2, the price of a wedding license. Well, now that the whole thing with Daisy in that swank restaurant is over, I sort of feel a little sick inside. One of those four desserts must have been a little too rich. I think I'll just walk home. The air might make me feel better. You have just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie is presented by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of East Side, West Side, starring Barbara Stanwyck, James Mason, Van Heflin, and Ava Gardner. The Maisie program was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting Miss Southern were Donald Woods, Lorene Tuttle, Howard McNear, Byron Kane, and Maya Gregory. babe. Say, how about... Ouch! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Golden-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. Now, in just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen... And Southern. But first, your Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like the man said. Maisie Revere. Of course, that's just the name I use in show business. And for me, lately, show business has been slow business. My real name is Mary Anastasia O'Connor, after my mother's favorite sister. The nice part of Brooklyn, mind you. In my neighborhood, we all had garbage cans. <laughs> the only reason me and my black suitcase ever left Brooklyn was... Well, gold is where you find it, like a fellow with smart brains once said. And that's how I happen to be in this little one-horse town of Standardville today. You see, last night I answered an ad in Variety and got a job as a hostess in a local dance palace. The only reason I took the job was because of sentimental reasons. I loved to eat. I had to dance with it, that upholstered foxhole. But the very next morning, 
Me and my suitcase were walking down Main Street headed for the bus station. It was a long walk. My suitcase was heavy to lug and my feet hurt. I'd been on them all last night and so were those fellas I'd been dancing with. Hiya, beautiful. Can I give you a lift someplace? You're wasting your drool, stranger. I'm only going as far as the bus station. Bus station? What's the matter, baby? Don't you like our town? What's the like? Sure you won't change your mind about a lift, gorgeous, huh? Yeah, mister, I'm sure. And if you don't stop driving alongside me, I'll forget I'm a lady and slap you right in the foot. Long walk to the bus station, baby. Well, don't you worry any of your two heads about it, monster. I'll make it all right. I've got good legs. I'll say you have, sister. I'll say you have. Oh. I'll say you have. Oh. Oh, I kind of thought that'd get you. Come on, hop in, beautiful. Well, I... I really should say no. Look, baby, if you get in, I promise to take you right to the bus station. Well, this suitcase of mine is rather heavy. Too heavy for a doll like you to be toting around. Come on, drop the bag in the back seat, gorgeous, and uh, yeah, squeeze in up front here with me. Huh? Well, you promise to take me right to the bus station. Oh, sure, baby, sure. I know a swell way to get there. A swell way? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, of course, the, the route is a little longer. Mm-hmm, but it's more picturesque. Huh? Through the woods where it's nice and quiet. And you can yell at the top of your lungs, but nobody can hear you. You guessed it, baby. Well, so long, Boy Scout. Give my regards to the other members of the Wolf Patrol. Oh, come on. Now, be a nice kid. I'm an okay guy. Ask anybody in Centerville about Jeff Brady. They'll tell you. Hmm. You just ain't going to be happy unless I let you give me a lift, huh? Nope. <laughs> come on, get it. Okay. <clears throat> But if it's okay with you, Mr. Brady, I'd like to keep my suitcase in the front seat with me. Oh, sure, baby. Sure. Anything you say. <laughs> what do you got there in that suitcase? Diamonds and pearls? <laughs> oh, no. Just my equipment. Equipment? Yeah. I'm a professional knife thrower. <laughs> nice thinking, Maisie. That one hasn't missed yet. Here's your ticket, Effie. Oh. Don't lose it now. Your bus leaves at 11.03. Gosh. You know, Hector, I never really thought I'd ever get up the courage to leave Centerville. Well, Effie, can't say as you rushed into it. Uh, pardon me, Craig, but I'd like to get a bus ticket. Well, you came to the right place for it. Like I was saying, hope you pack some real sensible clothes, Effie. I hear tell that sometimes get sort of nippy. No. Yeah, you might even expect snow. Sonny, if you're through with the frost warnings, I'd like to buy a ticket. Oh, I'm terribly sorry to be detaining you, miss. Hector, go ahead and wait on the young lady. I'll just stick her on my suitcase till my bus comes in. Okay, Ev. Well, Miss Nancy Pensy, where to? Four dollars and twelve cents. Hmm? That's all I got. How far away from here can I take you? Hmm, got any particular direction in mind? Nope. One place is as good as another when you're looking for a job. Oh, pardon me, miss, but mm. I just couldn't help overhearing what you said about a job. Oh. I just left mine. I'm sure it isn't filthy. Oh, well, say that. Whatever it is, I'm sure I can handle it. Well, the work I get from Mr. Burton, he's my boss. I mean, my ex-boss. The work isn't very exciting. Oh, well, don't let these spit jokes fool you, honey. All I want is a job that won't break me of a habit I've had for years. Eaton. Gee, if you could help me, I'd be terribly grateful, Miss, um, Miss Effie Baxter. Oh. And this here is Hector Slurpfogel. 
Flirt, Fogle? Uh, folks around here always call me just uh, Hector. <laughs> You're lucky. I'm Maisie Revere after my mother's favorite sister. Oh. I'm very glad to meet you, Maisie. Indeed, oh. <laughs> well, likewise, I'm sure. Now, Effie, um, exactly what kind of work is it? Well, there really isn't too much to it. I opened the office in the morning closed up tonight. Oh, well, I won't have any trouble there. I'm very handy with the key, you know. Effie also swept up and brought J.B. his lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner? We worked late uh, in night. Oh. Only Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Oh, sort of a part-time job, huh? Well, after all, Mr. Burton deserves something for his money. That's right. He paid her $15 a week. Oh, well, for that kind of loot, a girl can't expect to just sit around and alone. Well, I'm in no condition to dicker, Effie. How do I find this Mr. Burton's slave labor camp? Oh, oh, before I take you over and recommend you, Maisie, mm-hmm. I think you should know that there's a little more to the job. You see, Mr. Burton really hired me as an income tax expert. <clears throat> Hector. Yep. Four dollars and twelve cents worth of tickets, please. You don't know nothing about income tax, huh? Never needed to. I never had an income. Now, how's about that bus ticket, Heck? Well, let's see. Uh, you can get to Melville for three eighty. Say, Hector, isn't this the time of year they put extra help on at the cannery? Yeah, this is their big season. Ever work at a fish cannery, Maisie? Uh-uh. Any experience required? I don't think so. Well, the fish are willing to take a chance, I am. One ticket to Millvale, Hector. There you are, Maisie. The buses are just outside in front. Yep. Here's your three eighty, Hector. I can use what I got left for a gas mask. Well, that must be my bus. Goodbye, Hector. Bye. Goodbye, Effie, and thanks for trying to get me your old job. Oh, it was really nothing, Maisie. Anybody would have done this. Oh, don't you believe it, honey. Folks like you and Hector are the only chance the world has to keep from falling apart at the seams. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Goodbye, Hector. Goodbye, Effie, and thanks again. Maisie. What? You'll cry. Well... I can't help it. I'm not used to people being nice to me. Bye now. Wait for me, driver. Wait for me. Yeah, okay, miss, but hurry. William, late already. <sighs> well, honey. Goody, goody gumdrop. Now, please be seated, will you, miss, and we will be on our merry way into the pale blue yonder. <laughs> okay, driver. I'm seated. You may start now. Uh, aye, aye, Captain. Oh, oh maybe. Maybe you forgot your suitcase. Oh, so I did. Robbie, you'll have to let me off for a moment. Well, all right, okay, but don't take any longer, Princess. I'm two and a half minutes behind schedule already. Oh, well, I'll be right back. Yeah, please hurry. Life is so empty without you beside me. <laughs> oh, here you are, Maisie. Oh, gosh, it would have been terrible if you went off without your suitcase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although there ain't enough clothes in there to feed a dieting moth. But this suitcase has been sort of a buddy of mine. It traveled with me all the way from New York to Hollywood. Well, goodbye, Ed. Maisie. Uh-huh. Did you say you've been to Hollywood? Oh, that's where I'm going. You are? Well, what do you know? Going to Hollywood, huh? Hey, miss, for goodness sakes, you know the bus, the drive, peep-peep, remember? Oh, all right. You don't have to be such a screaming one. Well, bye again, Effie. I hope you have a nice visit in Hollywood. Oh, I'm going to live there, Maisie. And work in the movie studios. I'm going to write songs for all the big singing stars. Hmm. You a songwriter? Well, I never would have guessed it. 
But you never can tell, I always say. Of course, I only write the words. But the words are the most important part of the song. I always say. You know what I always say? I always say, them that don't want to ride in my shiny new bus, they don't have to. So there. <laughs> I think the driver's getting a little impatient, Macy. Here. I'd like to have you have it. What is it, Effie? A copy of one of my song lyrics. I want you to have it. As a souvenir. Oh. If you like. Gee, I'd be flattered to have it, Effie. Thanks. And goodbye again. Someday I'll tell my grandchildren that once I met Effie Baskin, the famous songwriter. Oh. <laughs> well, goodbye, Maisie, and have a nice trip. Yeah. Goodbye, driver. Now, you drive carefully. Oh, yes. Oh, I will, lady. And just to make absolutely certain that your friend gets there safely, I will only drive in the safety zone. <laughs> Oh, Diver. Yes? You wouldn't happen to have a penny postcard on you, would you? Well, uh, uh, no, no, miss. It just happens that I'm fresh out. Oh, too bad. I thought maybe when we got to the next stop, I'd drop Effie a postcard. Uh, Effie? Mm. Oh, you mean your gopher-faced friend back there at Centerville? Oh, that's not fair. Effie may not be pretty on the outside, but she has a soul. She's beautiful on the inside. Well, I wouldn't know. I got bad eyes. I can't see very deep. Oh. Well, I mean, she thinks beautiful things. And I'll bet she writes beautiful things, too. Driver, uh, do you like to listen to song poems? Well, no. But I got a sneaking suspicion I'm going to. <laughs> well, let me read you one of Effie's masterpieces. Um, I wish I were in Peoria, where I could see much more of you. <clears throat> oh, promise me you'll say I do, and I'll be there on the next Tuesday. <laughs> I'll be more than your maid. I'll be your buddy when we are married by Parson McGillicuddy. Little Effie wrote that? It wasn't a Kenny. See, ain't that just a little bit corny? Well, it's worse than corny. It's succotashy. Mm. Well, I guess maybe junk like that is considered pretty groovy in Centerville, though. Mm. That's the trouble. Effie's going to try and sell it in Hollywood. In Hollywood? Oh, no, she is kidding. Hey, look, lady, if that's a sample of her talent... She had better start practicing how to starve to death. Mm. A good, wonderful person like Effie. There's no telling what'll happen to her in a hard, cold place like Hollywood. Driver. Yeah, miss? Turn back. Well, anything to make you happy. <clears throat> turn back? Yes, and if you drive real fast, we can get back to Sandoval in time for me to try to talk her out of going to Hollywood. But, no, miss, I would like to help. I've got a bus full of passengers. Oh, look, I ain't been late once in 12 years. Driver. Would you go out of your way to avoid killing a chipmunk? Yeah, sure I would. Well, ain't people as important as chipmunks? Uh, look, miss, I don't even know this Effie Yeah, character. I know. Yeah, I know. After all, what's this whole stranger like Effie Baskin to us? We'll probably never see her again anyway. No, it's not that, miss. Sure, I'm... sure. Let her go to Hollywood with her corny song. What's it to us if she wanders around, homeless, broke, without friends? It ain't no skin off our backs if someday we pick up a newspaper and read where another would-be songwriter threw herself in the river. Hey, we're turning around. Hey, we're going back. What's the idea? Exactly. What is the idea? Don't bother me, madam. I'm saving a woman from drowning. <laughs> 
The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern, will continue in just a moment. He gave me 10 minutes to talk to her. 2863? Yeah, that's the bus driver's number. He didn't tell me his name. Where's Effie? In my office, typing out another song poem called Let's Have a Bowl of Chili and Old Amaryllis. Oh, brother. Hector, does anybody in this town really think Effie's got what it takes to write for Hollywood? Well, frankly, ain't anybody really thinks so outside of that professor. The professor? Uh, a young music writing fellow settled here from New York a couple of years ago. Started doing pretty good, too. After he advertised in the Centerville Bugle for folks who wanted to make big money with their song poems. Oh, and for 50 or 100 bucks, he promised to write the music that would make the song poems commercial? Yeah. Claimed he had big contacts with the publishers? Yeah. Abby had lots of songs put music to by the professor. Gave every dime she made to that fellow. Oh, the poor kid. He's just the type that's a pushover for such a phony. Pony? Sure. Legitimate outfits don't make promises they can't possibly keep. Hector, yeah. we got to do something to keep poor Effie from running off to Hollywood and finding out about the song writing racket the hard way. Oh. And I've got just ten minutes uh... to do it. Nine minutes. I'm going into your office, Hector, and have a talk with her. It won't be easy to change your mind about her gift, as she calls it. Effie sure sets a lot of store by Jeff Brady's opinion of her song poems. Jeff Brady? That's the professor. Doing real good, too. Got an office and a snazzy yellow convertible. Late 36 model, too. With a foxtail on the radiator cap and little black eyes that practically whistle at you? That's the skunk, Maisie. You know him? <sighs> like a book, Hector. Like a book. Yes, Brady is the professor, huh? Quiet, I'm thinking. When it's noisy, sometimes it takes me all day to think. That's better. Hector, where's Brady's office? Uh, two blocks down on Hill Street. Can't miss it. That yellow chicken wagon of his is always parked in front. Ah, now, Hector, listen. Effie has to find out Brady's been taking her for a ride. Yeah, so? So, I'm going for a ride. You? What about Effie? She's going for one, too, in the rumble seat. The rumble seat? Of Brady's car. With the lid down so she can hear, but not be seen. You feeling all right, Maisie? Well, don't try to understand what I'm doing, Hector. I'm not sure I know myself. Just get Effie in Brady's rumble seat and keep her quiet. Both of us in the rumble seat? Mm, with the lid down. Now, how do I get her in there without explaining? Well, that's up to you. That's what I thought. Well, uh, where will you be, Maisie? In the front seat with Brady. If that light in his eye means what I think it means. <laughs> See you later, Hector. Well, folks, she's back. 
Come on, climb aboard for last night and game. Oh, I'm not going with you, driver. I'm going with Jeff Brady. <laughs> I have a little work to do, so if you don't mind following me down to Lover's Lane. Now, wait. Who, who in tarnation is Jeff Brady? What do you mean, follow you down to Lover's Lane? And also... There's no time to explain, but it's for Essie. It won't take but maybe an hour or so. No, so long, lady. If I never see you again, I thank you. Well, bye, 2863, and thanks. Anyway, I guess I'm just a soft-hearted fool. Oh, and if you should change your mind, Jeff's car is a yellow convertible with a foxtail on the radiator cap. Bye now, and wish me luck. I got a feeling I'm going to need it. Dark and challenging. Yeah, you. <laughs> you can come out from behind the piano, Jeffy. The knives ain't very sharp. Uh, maybe not, lady, but I happen to bleed easy. <laughs> now go away, please. I'm busy. Too busy to show a girl the way to the bus station? The long, scenic way? Uh, look, I'm really very busy. Oh. <laughs> you mean it? Uh, well, usually I walk back from an auto ride, but... This is the first time I've ever walked back to get one. I don't get it, gorgeous. Just this morning, you looked daggers at me. Yeah, a whole suitcase full of them. Oh, you just give up too easy, Jesse. I was going to go out of town, but I missed the bus. <laughs> yeah, so I decided it was no use to also miss the boat, if you know what I mean. Oh, I think I do, yeah. Well, uh, shall we go, beautiful? Oh, hop in, doll. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Jeffy, when we get out to uh, this romantic spot, I'm expecting you to act like a gentleman. Mm. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yes. Aren't I being silly? Oh, but, De uh, uh, well, here, I'll, I'll put your suitcase in the rumble seat. Oh, huh? no, don't put it in there. Effie is... Effie. Uh, every time I leave my suitcase in a rumble seat, I forget it. <laughs> uh, just leave it in front with me by the door. That's better. Yeah, yeah, where it won't get in the way, huh? Yeah. Well, here we go. You comfy, baby? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm not crowding you too much, am I? Oh, not nearly enough, sugar. Not nearly enough. <laughs> oh! What was that? What was what? Well, I thought I heard voices coming from inside my... Oh, that. That was just my conscience talking to my better self. <laughs> silly, isn't it? What's silly? I have no better job. Well, are you ready, Jeffy? Little Jeffy's always ready. Well, baby, this is it. Sort of like a dream world, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's positively yummy. Yeah. And here we are. Yep, just the four of us. Four of us? Uh, you and me, two and us, make four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, baby, you're corny, but you're cute. Mr. Brady. Oh, come on, Luscious, be nice. Give us a kiss, huh? A kiss? Why, Jesse, I don't even know who you are. Of course, I know what you are. But what do you do? Oh, now, what difference does that make, baby? 
Oh, come on. Now, be nice. It and... said on the door that you're a songwriter. Now, there couldn't be any real money in that racket in this time. Oh, there is, baby. When you got dopes like Effie Bascom on your sucker list, you... you... I'm sure I just heard something in the rumble seat. I'm going to go out... And leave baby without her great big lover boy. Oh. Well, are you really warming up? (laughs) Come on, slip us those lists. Oh, yes, darling. Before I... I mean, we... That is... Before. I'd like to ask you one very important question. Sure, honey. What is it? What's a sucker, Lou? Oh, for God's sake, that ain't important. Now, come on with that kiss. I ain't got all day. No telly, no smoochie, Jesse. Yeah. Well, okay. It's, it's a racket I've got. This town is full of stupid jerks who pay me to write music for their corny lyrics. I rave about the tripe they turn out, promise them publication, and that the stuff will be sung by big stars. Now, you satisfied? Come on, give me a kiss. Very satisfied. Oh, thank goodness. Now, come on, honey. Jeffy Weppy wants a kiss. And you're going to get one, too. You sunk. Oh! Effie, you shouldn't have knocked him out with a jack. Yeah, I wanted to do it, but Effie talked me out of it. The ladies first, you know. Oh, me. Oh. I've been such a fool to even have Oh, I'm sorry you had to find out about your song poems this way, Effie. I hope you'll forgive me. Forgive? I'll never forget you, Morphe. Never. I never even want to hear the word Hollywood again. Oh, no, you get over it, Ed. Work will make you forget. And from what I hear about your boss, he's the lad that can dish it out. You ain't kidding, Maisie. But say, you got a job that's got to be took care of, too. In Millvale, remember? Mm-hmm. Fly it over, Maisie, and I'll drive you over in this here skunk's car. Oh, well, that won't be necessary, Hector. <laughs> I kind of thought you wouldn't let me down. Well, don't don't kid yourself, miss. This uh, just happens to be on my route. On your route? Hey, there ain't never been a bus on this road. Okay, so I'm a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Go on, get in, miss. Somewhat of a hurry. Sure, sure. Well, bye again, Hector. Take care of yourself, Effie. Lots of luck, Maisie. Bless you, Maisie. Oh, bless you, Oh, come on, will you, lady? I'm two hours late on my run already. Well, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm going to have to drive like blazes to get to Middletown before night. Yeah, I guess you will. Um, mi- Middletown? Yeah, it's almost a hundred miles. Oh. No. No. It can't be. Uh-huh. This is the wrong bus. I'm going to Millvale. Oh, I'm sorry if I've inconvenienced you, driver. Inconvenienced me? Inconvenienced me. In just a moment, we will return to the adventures of Maisie.
Here's Maisie. Well, so now I'm on my way to Millvale. Maybe I'll get that job, Cannon Fish. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. It probably ain't easy sticking fish in a can with one hand and holding your nose with the other. But maybe I'll run into nice people like Effie Hector and that bus driver in Millville. It may be a small town, but it ain't the number of square miles in a place that makes it a nice town. It's the number of square people. Well, come on, little black suitcase. Just can't wait for tomorrow for that next bus. Gosh, I wish my feet were hydromatic so I wouldn't have to shift them. You've just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie is presented by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of East Side, West Side, starring Barbara Stanwyck, James Mason, Van Heflin, and Ava Gardner. Sheldon Leonard was heard as the driver, and Effie was played by Loreen Puddle. This program was written by Arthur Phillips. Original music composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main mutual audio network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.